grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crowned to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up the Windsors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. We're Royal Community. We've had little bits of news this week. Nothing major's happened within the royal world. <laughs> so this episode, we're going to have just little bits of information. So there's not going to be really a massive royal news section, but there has been a main talking point this week, Shell, about Catherine not attending the Airshot Prize Awards in Singapore this year. I know this is divided Royal Community members up and down the country and also all around the world as well. So Royal Community, Tiny Tim strikes again. I am (laughs) ill. I'm going to try my best to be as energetic as I can during this week's episode. As you know, Royal Community, we haven't missed an episode yet since we started. (laughs) Yeah, I've had COVID. I'm on it three times. I've still done every (laughs) single episode. And laryngitis. I had laryngitis doing a podcast once. Oh gosh, that's for the archives. Um, Royal Community, we have been so bowled over by the amount of reviews we've had and just lovely comments from you all. So thank you so much. We wanted to read out some of your lovely reviews that you've left. Rach, over to you. So this was left on Apple Podcasts from B to the Eek and they said Rachel and Michelle are the most friendly, fair and knowledgeable royal podcasters. I've met them in person and they are the same in real life as on the podcast. Very genuine and enjoyable to listen to. Now, who is this? I have met you. I don't know who this is. We love the fact that you've met us and that obviously we are the same in real life. That's a good thing because we try and be as authentic as possible. But I'm sure we know you. We just don't know your yeah. username. So thank you so much for leaving that comment. We've also had a comment over on Spotify from Martha. She said, another great time listening to your friendly chat about the Windsors. Your fun, easygoing atmosphere and unbiased comments keep me coming back week after week. Thank you. Until next week. Thank you, Martha. Thank you, Martha. That's so lovely. Thank you for your lovely comments. And we also had Sandy in Georgetown and she said, you ladies have such a good time telling us about the Royals. I feel like I'm sitting in on a friendly chat. Keep up the great work. You are the best out there. So thank you, Sandy. I need to get to Illinois. I haven't been there. No, we need to go to all the states. (laughs) There's a lot to see. There's so many. Oh, gosh. We promise we'll get there soon. We will. (laughs) Thank you so much for all your lovely comments. If you'd like to review the podcast, you can on any of the podcast platforms that you listen to. And for all of our lovely listeners on Spotify, if you're having any issues listening to our podcast, come on over to Apple Google Podcasts, but you can also listen to us on YouTube or our Podbean app because I think some people have had a little bit of interference with some of our episodes and we've been in touch with Spotify. They say it's absolutely fine. So if you're having issues, go onto another platform because it could be a setting or it could be a Wi-Fi issue. But yeah, we don't need to miss out on the episodes. Let's move on, Rach. We've got just a big, massive roll roundup this week, haven't we? So should we get started? Yeah, let's start with the Duchess of Edinburgh. Finally, a few days after the engagement happened, the Royal Socials posted about the Duchess of Edinburgh's visit to Nottingham for the centenary of the Flintham Show, which is an annual agricultural event. Sophie, who is patron of the Association of Shows, awarded the winners of the Shetland Pony Grand National. Shetland Pony! (laughs) This is so... 
so cute. And if you're wondering what this is, we'll put a link in the show notes. But this is like a village fate. And a village fate here in the UK anyway is where you get judged on like the biggest carrot. <laughs> in show of the biggest cabbage or yeah. if you've got a particular rose that's beautiful and it's been grown or the best sponge cake yeah the best sponge cake victoria sponge anything like that i love a good village fate especially in the summer so we do best with the us brits <laughs> do you know what though living in a city i don't think i've ever gone to a village fate no not in, not in the city it's more not the city country, this is more of a countryside it? thing yeah. isn't it it's like a women's institute thing as well. Like they always have a stand with the best jams and stuff. And then you've got the agricultural part of it. What I loved about this in particular is not only did we have Sophie with the Shetland ponies, I saw her with a few shy horses there, right? <laughs> I was living for this. Jim, don't be jealous now. <laughs> I know. And do you know what? I was just thinking my annual pass for the farm has run out. So I need to renew it because... Jim needs a visit soon. I haven't seen him for a while. <laughs> Any new listeners out there, yes, we talk about royals, but we also talk about shire horses. And Jim at my local farm is the shire horse I visit quite regularly, <laughs> just in case. Keep you in the loop there, Royal Community. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. And also, Shell, I can't remember what engagement this was at, but um, Sophie looks incredible on this like leather look ensemble this week. Very different, wasn't it? Just really very different uh, style departure but I was actually liking these style choices. We've seen a few different style choices with Catherine this week as well. Again, absolutely loving them. So yeah, I'm all for this. You know, we've mentioned the king and his reign being different and how we're seeing that. And maybe the fashion is a bit more relaxed in these royal engagements than they would have been under the umbrella of Queen Elizabeth II, so to speak. Absolutely. Let's move on to the Duke of Edinburgh. He visited Brighton, Hove and Sussex Sixth Form College to hear how students are making a difference in their communities through the Duke of Edinburgh Awards, of which Edward is patron. And we saw him getting involved in a little cooking class. These Duke of Edinburgh Awards are keeping him busy. I mean, he was in Turkey last week, wasn't he? Yeah, Turkey. And as soon as he um, left Turkey, he went straight to Bahrain. They are international, aren't they, the Duke of Edinburgh Awards? But it's so great that he's taken the baton and he's really flying with it. And it's lovely again to see him out and, and doing his thing. Absolutely. And for community, if you follow us over on Instagram, Keeping Up the Windsor's Pod, we do post about Sophie and Edward's work because this hasn't been picked up on the Royal Socials. I only found out about this through Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it this, these yeah. days. Whatever. <laughs> it's always Twitter to us, right? Yeah. We're old school that way, Royal Community. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you ever want to find out about their engagements, make sure that you follow us over on Instagram. We saw the Princess Royal this week. The Hobnob went to the rededication of the Southport War Memorial, which will be 100 years old in November. The memorial honours those who have lost their lives in World War One and other conflicts and laid a wreath. Between threes! Yay! <laughs> and reviewed the march past of the regiment soldiers and cadets. Rach, on the weekend, I went to the Imperial War Museum. Oh, I've never been there before. Yeah, and I saw the World War One exhibition, World War Two exhibition. They had an exhibition on Northern Ireland, and they also had an exhibition on spies, lies, and deception. Mm. We had a great time, and it's one of those museums that might be quite low on the list because it's about war. 
It was so well done. It is a world-class museum. Royal Community, if you're in London, put it on your list. You will not be disappointed. It's such a great place to go and I highly recommend it. Was it expensive to get in? It's free. It's free to get oh. in. Yeah. There you um, go, Royal Community. Yeah. And even those exhibitions, the Northern Ireland and the Spies, Lies and Deception, they were free as well. So obviously donations are more than welcome um but yeah i took my husband on a little uh, surprise date and we went to the imperial war museum oh that's nice nice little weekend john (laughs) exactly i know let's move on the duchess of gloucester opened the treasures of gold and silver wire at the guildhall art gallery she toured some of her personal items which she loaned for the exhibition including items from the coronation and the exhibition showcases over 200 rare items made of gold and silver wire sourced from royalty, the arts and the military. Oh, that's good. I haven't seen much about this engagement, Rach, so I haven't actually seen any of the art on display. There was a robe that was on display, and I, but I don't think it was an actual coronation robe. But it, if you go onto the Royal Family Twitter account, it's on there, but it didn't make the Instagram account. Oh, it's so inconsistent, isn't it? It's so inconsistent. Sort it out. <laughs> Sign out. <laughs> That's Rachel's telling off for everyone. Okay, let's move on to the Prince of Wales's mental health initiative for the Duchy of Cornwall tenants. It's coming to the Isle of Scilly, which will support islanders through upskilling young people and encouraging outdoor volunteering. It's a partnership between the Duchy of Cornwall and Scilly Wildlife. I've never been to the Isle of Scilly, but all the pictures I've seen, it looks so spectacular, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Those places are very tourist heavy in the summer and in the rest of the year Mm -hmm. there's nothing much going on because the tourists bring the trade so it's great that they're having these initiatives of upskilling young people because they are actually creating a trade to make money year round not just in the summer and if you've been with us from the start world community you know that we do our predictions for the year i'm going to be really interested to find out what predictions we had came true as such. True, yeah. Because I remember saying something about the Duchy of Cornwall being involved maybe with William's initiative. So I'll be interested to listen back to that episode and see what's come to fruition. <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to doing the predictions again, Rach, because it was something that we started this year, wasn't it? Yeah. And a lot of them have come true. We're still yeah. hoping for the others. I thought I'd mention this week, I don't know if you've seen this, Rach, but apparently Mike Tyndall, had popped a post up on Instagram but tagged um, Zara's private account. Yeah. So, you know, she doesn't have a like personal account, just one that she keeps in a very close knit, uh, circle of friends. So that was a big boo-boo from him. Like, oh yeah. no. That's <laughs> like Beatrice, isn't it? Because Beatrice has a private account. We found out with Harry and Meghan's Netflix documentary, they definitely got their own private account. Oh yeah, definitely. You've got to keep up. You need to see what's going on in the world, right? You need to be able to spy on what people are saying about yeah. it. Yeah. I wonder what Zara's account's called or B's account is called. Do you see what I mean? It's like... B's is called B of York, I think. Oh. But not many people follow it. I know definitely Eugenie follows it. And actually, talking of Beatrice, there was a video that was released from Made by Dyslexia and it featured Beatrice talking about the challenges that she faced. And Eugenie actually posted this on her story saying how proud she was of Beatrice for speaking up about this because we spoke about this in the past she does quite a lot of work with dyslexia doesn't she because obviously she's had that since she was a child 
Yeah, I think she was saying in the video that if we look at the world and the way dyslexic people have to adapt to it, the world would be a better place. Again, it's lovely to see Beatrice in an official capacity talking about something that's really close to her heart. It makes us hopeful that there may possibly be some royal engagement somewhere down the line for Beatrice. I think she'd be excellent at it. On the grapevine, Rachel, because Buckingham Palace has yet to comment on this, but it was reported that Russian cyber hackers hacked into the royal family website this week and it was down for an hour and a half. Now, apparently they didn't get any information or whatever, but the cyber hackers put claim to say that they actually did this. So again, Buckingham Palace has not confirmed this or denied it, but (laughs) it's quite interesting, isn't it? They are public figures, so it makes sense that if you want to make a big impact, you would choose a royal family website to, to make that impact. Yeah, I've not heard of this. So it's interesting that you brought that up, Shell, because yeah. like you said, it's not being confirmed. So maybe it is just one of those things where certain royal reporters were reporting on it. Something like that surely would have hit the mainstream news and it would have been on the news bulletins and in the papers as well. I think the reason why is because no information was taken from my understanding. So maybe it wasn't picked up because of that. William and Catherine went to Cardiff this week. My hometown! (laughs) Yay! The Prince and Princess of Wales were in Wales. Yay! They were there to celebrate the 75th anniversary of the arrival of HMT Empire Windrush to the UK. And this visit was to mark the start of Black History Month. They were greeted by school children who are being taught how the Windrush generation shaped society in the UK. And this was so cute as they were going in. William was giving fist bumps to the kids. <laughs> they were loving it. Absolutely loving they it. They were loving it. They also met with Windrush elders from groups, including the Windrush Cymru elders, Black History Cymru 365 and the Ethnic Minority Youth Forum Wales. And here they heard about the Grange Pavilion, a partnership project between Grange Pavilion Project, Grange Town Community Action, Cardiff University and the Council, which saw them redevelop a vacant bowls pavilion into a community hub. Just a little history for you, Royal Community. The Windrush Cymru Elders Group was established in 2017, and this was part of Race Council Cymru, and it aims to promote the understanding of ethnic minority elders' concerns and needs, while also celebrating the contributions of the Windrush generation and the people of African descent in Wales. It's an important part of Cardiff, Grangetown and the docks, because that's where some of the Windrush generation actually made their their life and their their livelihood. My father is actually from that part, so he grew up with people from the Windrush generation. And a lot of my family still lived there. It was interesting to see William and Catherine in those areas because I know of what they looked like before the regeneration. So it's wonderful that they highlighted such important vital work in that area because they have worked so hard in bringing the communities together. And we saw King Charles, I think a couple of months back, when he had commissioned those portraits of the Windrush generation to be put into the Royal Collection Trust. And that, again, is something that is so important as part of British history. We had a lot of politics connected to the Windrush generation, Rach, and it was just terrible at a time when people were being asked to go back to their countries. Yeah. It was just absolutely ridiculous, wasn't it? And the thing is, these people have lived here their whole life. Their whole life. They've made family, you know. They've contributed to society, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, 100%. It was just an absolute insult 
insults. And this is why it was so important, I think, for members of the royal family to support the Windrush generation because they needed that support because they weren't getting it from our previous government or governments. I'm just so happy, actually, that they are having their place in our society because they have molded and shaped Cardiff. It used to be called Tiger Bay, the docks. And like I say, it's it's completely different now. And this story, their contribution should not never be forgotten. The one thing I will say is they went to Fitzalan High School, a high school that my dad went to and my cousins oh. went to. So to see them there, I think they were looking at some of the vocational courses that are being given at the school to help. I think, again, it was upskilling with six formers. Wow. I love that there's that personal connection there for your family as well, Shell. It, it yeah. makes it more tangible, doesn't it? Yeah. Especially Grangetown. Grangetown as an area of Cardiff, it's always been overlooked or not had as much money put into it as it should have. So to have these regeneration projects is absolutely incredible. And I'm so glad they're given that spotlight. Look, I just loved watching it because I, I know the places personally. So yeah, I, I thought it was lovely. And oh my gosh, just the kids out there, they just loved seeing them, didn't they? The kids and also the elders as well. They were giving yeah. hugs to William and Catherine. But I always feel that these engagements now are tainted and overshadowed by comments that were made two years ago. We've always had this since the whole Meghan and Harry Oprah interview. Now it feels like any engagements that they do like this, there will be people that support Harry and Meghan will be saying, oh, well, they're only doing it for publicity because they're racist. Well, not just that, Rach, you also had the Ngozi Filani situation as well in Buckingham Palace with Lady uh, Susan Hussey. It is tainted, isn't it? I feel like the more engagements that they do like this, they just need to not be afraid of putting themselves out there. They're going to get backlash regardless, right? Whether they're doing something that has absolutely no comeback in regards to any past thing, they literally could be stroking the hand of a person who's dying. And they would have backlash in some way, you know, and I I think the same with Harry and Meghan, they always get the backlash in another way. But I agree with you. I don't think there is any getting out of it. It's there, but they just need to roll with it and do it even more because it it does matter. And it's important Mm -hmm. that they are there to show their support, especially now with Black History Month this month as well. And just a side note, the Windrush portraits that you were mentioning, Shell, some of those portraits are going on exhibition at the National Portrait Gallery. Oh, amazing. If you're in London, make sure you head there because it's free to get into the National Portrait Gallery. You don't have to pay. And yeah, there's several paintings and photos that will be shown there. That's for Black History Month as well. Brilliant. Get yourself there. It's a fantastic gallery. Well, last week when we were speaking about the state visit and we were talking about Queen Camilla and Madame Macron having that table tennis match. Yeah. William and Catherine were right again, weren't they? (laughs) (laughs) You say acting again like that. I was like, oh, hang on a minute. (laughs) It's a family podcast. But they were playing um, doubles with two other ladies. It was funny because on the um, Mike Tindall, the rugby podcast that we spoke about the other week, they actually said, we don't think we've ever finished a game of table tennis or tennis because... You know, it just gets like too heated. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is as well, when they're on an engagement, they're probably on their best behaviour, but that competitiveness still comes up. But Shell, do you know know what I thought though, which (laughs) I just had this mental image in my head now of we always watch over Christmas, there's always shows on about what the royals do at Christmas and what time they open their presents and what they eat and this and that. 
I think at Sandringham there's a room and it's like a games room. <laughs> so you've got beer pong on one side, <laughs> you've got a table tennis table, you've got something like Sabutio or something like I just literally think it's Royal against Royal like who's gonna win electrics on the one side Twister on the other oh my gosh I literally have this mental image now yeah mouse trap operation hippos hippos oh god what about that one where you've got to you've got to put that elephant mask on with the donuts yeah yeah frustration that always comes out Monopoly. Monopoly. <laughs> Probably the Buckingham Palace edition. Yeah. Oh, so, so funny. I, I would love to visit Sandringham and just get a feel for what Christmas is like because <laughs> you play games at Christmas with your family, right? Like I do. Yeah. Monopoly comes out every single year. So there's got to be some sort of game that comes out. But yeah, I just have this image in my head now of the Royals just <laughs> playing games. It's probably games that like Victoria and Albert played when they were in San Oh my Genome. gosh, what was that game on The Crown? Was it Dibble Dabble? Dibble Dabble, <laughs> yes, something like that. <laughs> that was like the poshest game. I think I was like, no, it was the most aristocratic <laughs> game yes. I've ever heard. Oh gosh, one Dibble Dabble. <laughs> Two Dibble Dabble. Oh, dibbled. Oh, I should have dipped. You're like, what are you going on about? I've no clue what this game is. Oh gosh. Raw community, have you ever played Dibble Dabble? Am I even saying it right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, so funny. Anyway, to finish off this week's episode, Kensington Palace confirmed that the Princess of Wales will not be attending the Airshot Prize Awards in Singapore. Now, this is because Prince George has exams this week. Shell, oh my goodness. This just rocks the royal community, didn't it? I know, it's always the little things, isn't it? And all of a sudden it becomes like this big, massive thing. Let's talk about it, Rachel. Why was there controversy? Well, I think it was because we saw William and Catherine in Boston last year for the Earthshot Prize Awards. I think people expect them to go to these awards as a couple. And obviously we're not getting that this year because... George's exams take priority. At the end of the day, she's a mum, right? That's her most important role to her probably is being a a mum to her children. These exams George will be taking are the exams that needed to get him into Eton. So these are a big deal. Just because he's Prince George, he doesn't automatically get into these schools. He has to take exams like everybody else. It's it's interesting because um, I was speaking to a few people over on Instagram and I wanted to make this point because somebody said to me, what about the other two children? Why aren't they taking exams? Why is it just George? To get a feel of what it's like here in the UK, private school kids, they take exams at this age, as I said, in order for them to get accepted into a private secondary school, mm. which is for them Eton. Yeah. Kids attending state school, so a school like you and I went to, Shell, we didn't take exams till a lot later, did we? So I think I started taking my SATs at 14, 15. Now, apparently in primary school, kids take key stage one SATs and key stage two SATs, which happens in year two and year six. Now, bear in mind, rural community, None of these go on to your qualifications. These are literally <laughs> tests that they sit to see how the kids are doing and how well the education is. So it makes no difference whether they 
pass or fail. If they do fail, they get extra support. So that's the only thing. You don't have like extra lessons to prepare for them. So it's a very different thing to what George is doing for Eton. That is a standardized test that he needs to pass in order to go into private schools. So he might be doing his key stage two, possibly. How old is he now, Rach? 10. Yeah, so he would be doing key stage two SATs, plus he'd be doing his Eton exams on top of that. Bear in mind, Royal Community, this is going to blow your mind because public schools here are actually private schools. (laughs) (laughs) State schools are actually public schools here. So we call them state schools for people who just go to normal school, every normal person. But if you're paying for your tuition, you would call it a public school. You would call it a private school. You would call it even a foundation school. There's so many different names. It's pretty messed up the categories of names we have. But if we mention state school, you will know that is literally everyone, two man and his dog, that doesn't pay for their own tuition. <laughs> um, because, of, because of the pandemic, a lot of kids are behind. And I also think that's one of the reasons why it's important that Catherine is with George, because he's a pandemic kid. Regardless of whether he's a royal, regardless of whether he had his private tuition or whatever, he still would have been um, affected by the pandemic. And a lot of children are. Royal community, if you're out there with little kids, you know that they, they didn't have as much of a chance to develop as they would have done if they were at school with their friends. That is also one of the reasons why it's probably very important for Catherine to stay behind. Actually, when she was at the Fitzalan High School in Cardiff, she was speaking to some of the kids and she said, oh, I've been helping George prepare for his exams coming up. So I know how hard maths can be because they were talking about maths. Yeah. And then she said, George is just at the beginning of being tested. And he said, mummy, I keep getting tested all the time. Oh, don't. Oh, no, it's just like, oh, he's only 10 and he's getting tested. It's yeah. I've worked in a private school, not as a teacher, but in an admin role. And when I was there, the pressure that was on those kids is unbelievable. And obviously you can have good pressure and bad pressure, but there's even more pressure because when you've made a bad grade, your parents are paying thousands of pounds for you to go to a, a place. You feel that extra financial pressure, regardless if you're 10 or 15 or 21 or whatever in uni, you're going to feel that. I don't know how that feels because obviously I went to state school, but that got to be a lot of pressure. Mm. You don't want to lay your parents down. And obviously he's got to be a future king. There's that extra pressure on top of him as well. We spoke about this before. That's probably one of the reasons that they moved to Adelaide Cottage in Windsor was to be nearer to Eton. And Eton is a boarding school, but not every child, every boy that goes there does board. So maybe George will not board there. We obviously don't know that at this time, but it makes sense for them to be in Windsor and for him to come home every day because William and Catherine both went to private schools, right? So they know what it feels like. And Catherine actually has mentioned before that she got bullied when she was in private school. And so maybe they've decided that they don't want that for their children and they want them to come home every single day and have that normalcy. Absolutely. And I think knowing as much as we know about early years development and the fact that Catherine has this big arm of her work that's wrapped up in the early years, Mm. for her to not support George through that, it goes back on everything that she's about. There were a few comments that were made that Catherine's getting a lot of stick, but not William, because William's going to work. He's not staying home with George with his exams. And also, it is William's baby, the Earthshot. It's going to happen whether Catherine's there or not. She's Mm -hmm. there in a supportive role. It's not her thing. 
And and really, what do we want from seeing Tappin at the Airshot Prize? Just to see her in a nice outfit and yeah. get glammed up? Yeah, we're all for that. But also, it's not necessary. Yeah. I also think there was a poll that came out in America, and I'll have to double-check the name of it, but Williams come quite top of that poll in World Leaders. And I think he's holding his own, actually, in the international stage for popularity. I don't think he needs Catherine as much as he maybe thought he needed her, but I also don't think that's what the decision was for Mm. her not going. I just wanted to make that point. He is, in his own right, a crowd attractor, you know? Yeah. This has got got to be a good thing, regardless of whether she's there or not. Yeah, and I also think, and again, this is comments that we had over on Instagram and that I did see on Twitter as well, was some people were saying, why couldn't they move the Airship Prize Awards date? This is planned, like probably as soon as Boston happened, they already knew that it was going to be in Singapore the following year. So those dates would have already been put in the diary. The Earshot's going to be a week as well. It's Earshot week this time, which starts from the 6th of November onwards, and then the awards are on the 7th. So there's a big wheel turning behind that. It might not be as easy as, oh, let's just change the date, Mm. because they're booking places. The venue might not be available for a certain amount of time. There's so many moving parts to it. It's not that easy. I just found it quite interesting this week, listening to the different opinions about this because to me I was like okay it's not going yeah I wasn't that fussed about it and then when I was seeing the comments I was like she's doing what's best for her family for her child of course she's going to be there to support him that's her role as a mother if she had gone and we knew that these exams were taking place that week then she would have got well she should have stayed at home yeah so I think in this scenario she's definitely made the right decision like you said Shell he is a future king. They need to make sure he does well because we've spoken about this before. What do you want in a future king? You want a future king to know about politics, to know about history, to know about art. He's got to have all these skills embodied to him so that when he does become the king, he's well-rounded in those subjects. Yes, super important. It really is because he will be at the helm and we want George to be as knowledgeable as possible. So when he does pick his initiatives, when he does understand about the world and his place in it, he's making it from an informed decision. Another comment that was made was the fact that this shows the monarchy changing because you remember, you see the footage of when the Queen came back from that big massive trip and she meets Charles, and she just taps him. And you know the mother in her just wants to grab him and kiss him and say, I've missed you so much. But the queen in her has to keep the level Mm -hmm. heads, keep the emotions in. That's changed. We want something different from our royal family now. And that's not any shade on the queen. That was the decade and the era that she was in. Now it's different. But it was even with Charles and Diana. And they used to go on those royal tours for a long time. And there's that footage of William and Harry meeting them on the ship. And you always see Diana, but you never see Charles. They always yeah. get the Charles bit out. But it's just... Yeah, you see what I mean? Charles so, is actually the same, yeah. Yeah. But I guess what I mean by that is it's so lovely that it has moved on and it has changed. We want our monarchy to be that. We want them to be personable. We want them to be emotional we want them to be mothers and fathers and make the decisions for their families the other side of the coin actually Rach was Megan and Harry supporters actually saying that when Megan didn't go to the Invictus Games the first two or three days it was because she was with Archie and Lilibet but that was made a big deal out of you know and now 
Catherine's not going to Earthshot. I could see it actually. The the papers were really harsh with Megan, but they w- were not harsh with Catherine. And we've spoken about the the differences in the way the tabloids report Megan and Catherine and how unfair it is. But you could see it right there. Catherine was this doting mum. Megan's missing out on Harry's big occasion. But at the end of the day, like you said, they should put their family first. And if George needs some extra support, even just to have Catherine there, then that's a decision they've made. And I, I support them 100%. What do you think, Royal Community? Let us know over on Instagram, keeping up the Windsor's pause. You can DM us or leave us a voice note. We haven't done any voice notes in a while. So if you ever want to be know. part of the podcast, DM us a voice note and we'll try and play it in one of our future episodes. If you haven't got Instagram, you can all email us your comments over on keeping up the Windsor's pod at gmail.com. If you like what we do around here, why not support us over on Kofi, K-O-F-I. All the money raised will go back into the podcast to help us with equipment, podcasting, hosting, any uh, domains that we need, music licenses, you name it. It's quite expensive to run a podcast. (laughs) We didn't know this when we started. But with your continued support, Royal Community, we are able to fund our podcast. And it's just been amazing to have your support over on Ko-fi. The link is in the description. Or come on over to Instagram because there's a link there. You're hearing Rachel and I's voices. But if you want to see our faces, come on over to YouTube and watch our vlogs. We've got playlists on the Coronation, Platinum Jubilee, all of our royal visits when we go to palaces and exhibitions. And why not subscribe whilst you're there? Don't forget, if you'd like to review our podcast, we would love you forever. Five stars, please. Over on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you get your podcasts. Spread the word and bring as many people to us like the town criers that you are. Thank you so much. <laughs> Royal community for listening. We'll see you next week on Keeping Keep It Up with, with the, the Windsors. Windsors.